0: Ahoy, Shock Fantasy fans! This is Matt Harrison, and before the show begins, I have three jobs for you. First, please take a look at your phone and hit the subscribe button on the Shock Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Second, wherever you're listening, give me a rating and a review for the show. If you include your Twitter handle in the review, we might send you something fun in the mail. We do that periodically. And third, if you haven't yet subscribed to the season pass of Shock Fantasy you should. You get 365 days of the Shock Fantasy Super Dash, which gives you stats and info to set all of your weekly lineups, including DFS lineups. The Redraft and Dynasty trade value charts, so you never get taken to the cleaners in a trade. Our waiver wire content each week, the Super Bowl, Thanksgiving, and NFL Draft Prop Bet Games, so you can make friendly wagers with your family and friends at the most important football gatherings. And preseason cheat sheets for basically every kind of fantasy football imaginable. You'd be getting those for next year now. All of that curated, color-coded data comes to you for only $40 for a full year. That's 76.9 cents per week. But if you act now and use the promo code AIRBEAR... You get the whole year for only 25 bucks. That's promo code AirBear, A I R B E A R, for those of you who are brave spellers. Enter that at checkout and we'll knock off $15. Thanks for listening. On to the show. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I was to Greetings, everybody. It's the, the Shock Fantasy Podcast. My name is Matt Harrison at Explosive Output on Twitter and at Shock Fantasy on Twitter. A gentle reminder as always rate, review, hey, share the show with some friends. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to dive heavily into the Green Bay at Arizona game on Thursday night football. It's a very interesting game, um, and, and we're going to look at it a lot from the DraftKings side, and I think it's going to be kind of an interesting, fun fun ride on the showdown slate. So yeah, this game quickly turning as weird as the Denver-Cleveland game last was last week from a players-being-forced-to-sit-out standpoint. Let's start with the Packers side, since that's where most of the stuff is going down. We know for sure that Alan Lazard is out due to COVID. He's not vaccinated, and his status for next week against Kansas City may be in doubt as well. Not that you're really you know, clamoring to start Alan Lazard, but we're fairly certain Devontae Adams is out too. He needs to produce two negative tests in a 24-hour period in order to play. And as of Wednesday evening when I'm recording this, He did not travel with the team to Arizona, and it's looking doubtful. It doesn't mean he's totally out, but as they said in The Princess Bride, he's mostly dead. Also, Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry is out due to COVID. Now, the NFL usually doesn't have a lot of COVID cases drop uh, the day before or hours before a game, so I'm guessing the remaining Packers are probably safe to play in this game. So let's go over them now. Aaron Jones, I'm going to give him an A-grade in this one. Uh, His touches probably ramp up a little bit, especially in the passing game with all of the absences, and it's not a terrible matchup for pass-catching backs. Jones averages four catches and about 27 yards through the air. The cards are allowing about six catches and 41 yards through the air to opposing backs. Both marks are 11th most in the league. Uh, for the defense there. So middle of the pack, but, uh, trending in the good way. Plus the opportunity just has to be there in this game. Uh, I, I like Aaron Jones with an a minus grade. In fact, AJ Dillon, he's not quite startable in normal games, but he's a very intriguing player on the DK showdown slates at only 1400. He had only four touches last week, but in the three weeks prior to that, he tallied 11, 12 and 16 touches And you just can't get that normally out of a guy who's 1,400 on the DK showdown slate. None of those games, by the way, where Dylan got all those touches were really blowout garbage time games either. So uh, I probably wouldn't start him in a traditional league, but he might find his way to uh, several of my DK lineups at that price tag. I wouldn't be surprised if AJ Dylan and Aaron Jones are both on the field quite a bit in this game. J.J. Watt, by the way, he will miss the game for the Cardinals with a shoulder injury. Uh, That's good news for Aaron Rodgers, and that's about all the good news he heard this week. Rodgers still gets an A grade in this one, while the Cards have been an above-average team against the pass this year. Those numbers are bolstered by facing three rookies so far this year in Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Davis Mills. The other four non-rookie quarterbacks are averaging 242 yards and two scores against this defense, which would put them around the 10th easiest defense or about 23rd ranked in the league, which is considerably better than the 5th ranked defense against the pass, which they are currently sitting at. Those are really boosted by Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, and Davis Mills. So uh, A grade for Rodgers. I think he's like, climb on my back, boys. Let's get this done. Uh, Rodgers receivers for Thursday night will be Randall Cobb, Rookie Amari Rodgers, Marquez Valdez Scantling, that is if he comes off of IR, which we should know on Thursday afternoon, he did travel with the team to Arizona, and maybe Equinamia St. Brown. So Cobb will run from the slot, that is if they have enough wide receivers on the field to have a slot receiver. He'll face Byron Murphy more often than not, who's an above average slot corner. The corner you want to attack against Arizona is Marco Wilson, who primarily stays on the right side of the field. And Marco has been poloed for four touchdowns in his coverage in six games and a passer rating of 141. So if Marquez Valdez Scantling is taken off of IR and activated, he probably gets most of the action against Marco Wilson. If not, it's probably St. Brown, who had triple the snaps of Amari Rogers last week. Either way, there's weird value here. And one of which will probably pay off on DK, and you don't have to spend a lot for them. Equanimeous St Brown only 600. Amari Rogers only 400. You'll get you'll have to pay up for MVS at 3,800. Actually, the best scenario would be that Valdez Scantling is ruled out before this game starts, and then you can just kind of play with either St Brown or Rogers in your lineup as like the cheap sixth guy. But none of these guys are startable in a regular league. Now the conundrum is Robert Tunyon. And I mentioned Tunyon yesterday on the uh, uh, Waiver Wire podcast on Shock Fantasy's podcast feed. He's 4600 on DK, which is a nice price. Anything below 6000 that's usually pretty good. His matchup is brutal on paper, though, as the Cardinals are allowing the fewest yards per game to the tight end position and have surrendered only one tight end touchdown in the last 19 games. But... They haven't faced a good tight end outside of one game against George Kittle in any of those games. And Kittle went for four catches and 92 yards in that game. But Tyler Higby, yeah, he's he's great. Sure. Yeah. Uh, he's actually the tight end that scored against them. And Higby really, I don't think Higby's that good of a tight end. He's not above average. I think Tunyon's above average. In Tunyon's two and a half games without Devontae Adams last season, he recorded five touchdowns in those two and a half games. Now Adams is the red zone guy until he's not there. Then it's all Tunyon. So I'm predicting that Tunyon will score in this game. So I'm giving him a B grade. Actually, you know, it's 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 a tough matchup. I'm going to give him a B minus grade, and I'll but I'll still fire him up as the contrarian tight end play in the captain spot at 6,900. Nice, nice, 4,800 normally. You know, you know how that is. Uh, Kyler Murray on the other side, Cardinal side, uh, he's an A grade. There was some concern about the shoulder last week, but he looked fine. Also, the Packers are allowing the second most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins is setting up as a game time decision. I put that in air quotes with a hamstring injury. He hasn't practiced at all this week, but they're expecting him to be available. I'm presuming he plays and I'll also give Hopkins an A grade here. Similar number one wide receivers. Teams that have a clear-cut number one wide receiver. They've had great days against the Packers this year. Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase, and Terry McLaurin have all cleared 20 PPR fantasy points. Each of them scored. Even Darnell Mooney had five catches, 45 yards, and a score against this Packer defense, and he's probably the number one receiver for the Bears right now. Hopkins will mostly match up with Eric Stokes, who's been below average but slightly better than Kevin King, I guess. Uh, let's talk about the other wide receivers. A.J. Green will draw Rasul Douglas for most of his snaps as Green tends to stay to the right-hand side of the field on 87% of his snaps. Douglas shades to that side more often than not, at least he has in the two games that he's played. And there is no Dana. It's only Rasul. He's been Green Bay's best cover corner over the last two weeks, allowing only a 62 and a half. Casserating in his coverage. Still, Green gets a B-minus in this one for me, as does Christian Kirk, who will face Chandon Sullivan, who could not be any more average as a slot corner. Kirk is 7,200 on DK. Green is 6,800. I'm guessing I will trend a little bit more towards Green in this one. You can't start Rondale more, but you could dart throw him at 4,800 on DK. He's way too dependent on long touchdowns in this one. Uh, Last Cardinal receiver is Zach Ertz, who scored in his Zona debut last week. Five targets, three receptions, 66 yards, and a score. Not bad for a first impression. Packers are a middle-of-the-pack tight end defense, allowing five catches and 50 yards per game to the position. That sounds about right here, so Ertz will get a C-plus from me in this one. Eat it, Charge. That was a C-plus. The high C, an ecto cooler right there. Finally, the runners: James Connor and Chase Edmonds. The Cardinals are seven and zero. Really, haven't had too many close games, but they've had a few where they've tried to grind it out a little bit more against good teams. Those games were Cleveland, San Francisco, the Rams, and Tennessee. In every one of those games, Connor led the carry total. In some cases, by a substantial amount, like 18 to 12 against the Rams, 16 to 4 against the Browns. So it all comes down to how you view this game. If it's a slow it down, grind it out, get the yards, get the points game, it's probably going to be Connor leading the way. If it's an air it out attack, it's probably Chase Edmonds getting more touches. He's blowing Connor away in the receiving department, but I'm still going to give Connor the B in this one since he has all six. Of the running back touchdowns for the Cardinals this year, and I'll give Chase a C plus since I think there's still a decent shot that this could be a shootout. And if it's a shootout, Chase will be involved in the passing game. It I think it's still a shootout even with Devontae Adams out on the other side. And I think the Packers, the Packers are going to give it to him. I, I I think the Cardinals have uh, been a little bit of smoke and mirrors defensively this year. We'll see how this goes. Remember, the Vikings were a. Field goal miss away from beating these Cardinals back in Week Two. Hey, it could happen. I th- I think I think the Packers are going to make it a good game. It, it, I bet the over the the over under is going down. I believe it's down to fifty point five. Go get it. Go get it right now. Ridiculous completely ridiculous. all right it's time that's it for the day no secret word for today um but if you want to shoot any fantasy questions at shock fantasy i would be happy to answer them over the course of the weekend love trade questions start sits i'll do my best to try to answer those uh for any of your matchup conundrums all right thank you guys i will talk at you on the next shock fantasy podcast which will be next week when we preview the next waiver wire Oh